Well, unfortunately, we did lose little Richard last week at the age of, what, 91, but his music will live on, and I figured Mike Myers, what better way to start him start the day off with the little Tutti Frutti, because the 50s are back. Drive-in movies are back. I, I, it sounded like you were surprised to hear that when I first told you about it. Well, um, kind of, sort of. I didn't realize you guys had... had well, and I guess there's one a couple hours away in Warwick, New York, upstate. So, I mean, there's a couple. There's a few in Long Island. <laughs> but this really, this whole pandemic could change how entertainment is done, right? So it could be the driving era now. You know, I still am really, uh, you don't think we'll, you don't think we'll ever get back to, quote, normal? Oh, I think we will, but I think for a time, the drive-in life, you know, they're doing these drive-by birthdays. I mean, they're all doing that now, so that could be something yeah. in addition to the movie theater. Yeah, I did watch a, a documentary on a drive-in that had reopened, and uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. I, re I remember going in for, I think it was like buck night. It was a dollar for the whole car load. Wow, uh, that's... Uh... That's I'm old. pretty cool. But when was this exactly? Oh my goodness. 50, maybe 19, late 50s. I'm old, remember, Alex? I forget about that sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks. But when I. <laughs> Our boy is coughing. That's COVID. not good. Uh, don't say that, please. No, seriously, though. I, I had heard yesterday a little bit of your show. Yeah. And it was striking to hear that you worked at U.S. Cellular um, because, yes. A, when Comiskey Park was re renamed U.S. Cellular Field, I really thought the White Sox just sold out their soul with that. Um, and, B, maybe you can tell us, you know, about the 5G. I don't know if they were playing I, around with that back then or not, but... Uh, I, bigger, better. I don't even know what the whole deal is with the 5G. I guess supposedly... You know, the, the, the current uh, rumor mill or whatever, a conspiracy theory, is they have everybody, uh, uh, you know, in their homes so they can secretly put up these towers. So that's the conspiracy? Is that the theory that's going on? Well, I, and I guess the 5G, the uh, frequency, is something that can mess with our bodies. And you know what's incredible though is the fact that there are they're taking down towers in Britain, like five G towers are being taken down. Really? Yeah, wow. I guess in that story because they're afraid it's going to be cause of COVID and all that other stuff. Cause of the cause of COVID. Wow. So it's just like, come on now, let's not because yeah. you know when you do that, you actually interrupt Britain's. In any country's uh, cell system, and no one can talk to each other. So how stupid is that? Well, let's just, I, I still think the best thing for all of us is just to live in fear. You know, I, Alex, i got to tell you this. This is this has to do with, I'm, I'm focused. So yesterday, I get a call from the Medicare people that I'm now hooked up with. And this lady's going through all these questions. And I don't even know if I should say this. But she said, oh, and um, there's a there's a flag here. You are supposed to get tested for the COVID-19. 
And and what did you say? I said, what the... Wow. I said, we never had this conversation. <clears throat> and so, well, you know, there's COVID testing going on around my neighborhood. I see doctors offering it, uh, which is kind of comforting to know. But I just hope we get out of the whole phase. I... I I want us to be in a different phase. I want us to be in a reopening phase, not a... I mean, yes, we need to continue testing, but it gets a little much when they say it every day. So let me so let me ask you this question. You just said it, it, it's comforting to have them testing around your, your neighborhood? Yes, but eventually because I don't want them to have to do testing at all, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's different than... I mean, uh, so... I'm thinking about putting on my my whole white suit thing and and my uh, respirator, not ventilator, respirator. I got one for doing painting and stuff, and a hat and the whole nine yards, and walk outside. <clears throat> well, you know what I was thinking with baseball coming back to that line of thinking, uh, it could come back. I don't know. Imagine the first and third base coach wearing the hazmat suit so they don't get close to the players as they round first or third. Well, and then uh, speaking of sports, I had heard a thing yesterday where you know they'll very possibly be having games, but there won't be anybody there. They'll have computer-generated-looking people and crowd noises and boos and not boos as in you know, but you know, boos and cheers. They're going to pipe it's that. Just, they're going to pipe that through the stadium. What to get the players amped up? To, so if you watch it on TV, you have the. You have the uh, the what, what, virtual reality. I don't know. It's just too bizarre for me. I can't do this. It's I, funny I, you say that, Michael, because there's so much footage of fans. Why don't they just hyper, you know, CGI them from years ago into the today's games? That'd be kind of fun. It's just so Orwellian. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah, it really is becoming that. Hey, Michael, I know that you do have a show at 9 a.m. Eastern today. So what's what's on the big one? And have you used – I know you couldn't get to some songs the other day. Have you been able to place them in now? Did you use some yesterday, or do you still have some left over that you want to play people? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> I did one by uh, the, the band Extreme called Naked, and the lyrics – are <laughs> so you want me to take it off but just so just to see what's underneath my cloth i'll show you every inch of man oh, but the whole gist the whole gist of the song is you're looking at the outer Let, let's let's take the whole package you know don't misjudge the book by what you see on the outside i mean that is so true and i feel like i live that well i used to live that more daily in the city when Everybody was up and running, but I feel that. I still feel that commentary right there. <laughs> and and the, and the good thing, you know, Ruth Ann had, had dropped out because of audio. And then she came back on while I'm playing this naked song. It's like, oh, boy. Because she has, she has tuned out before because of the style of music that I played. She said, I just can't handle this. <laughs> so she dropped this. out? Like she left again or? Well, no, actually, it was kind of cute because I had said something about, um, oh, that's why she said praying for Mike Myers. Huh. <laughs> I asked her if she could forgive me for 
playing naked, and she said, I can hear now. Oh, sure I do, Mike. She has that kind of nasally <laughs> northeastern thing going on. Where is she from? Where do you find all the, where do they all come from? Like, where, the, where is the majority of your demo from? Well, she's, she's from Boone. Um, the majority are from Boone. You know, oh, speaking of that, and yeah, I do need to get going, but not really. So yesterday I went to John Knight's place, and guess what we had for supper last night? What'd you Fresh, largemouth bass. Oh. I went fishing, and I got out my hula popper, and it was so much fun, Alex. That sounds fun. I'm glad to hear someone's actually living their life. I love hearing that. It was, I, I've got just a tiny bit of a spiritual thing going on. But it was great. It was like, this is so nice. And my wife has been bugging me to, not to get out of the house because she can't stand me. She said, go fishing. So I went fishing. Oh, I'm going to play that song, Gone Fishing. And you know what it I'm is? Glad we for us, we're, we we guys, I mean, it's not natural to be home all the time. It's just we have to be out and about doing things. When it's getting old. Yeah, that too. It's starting to get to me. And it, so it was a neat thing to get out. Plus, we had a great two-hour conversation about God stuff. And actually, today's program, to back up a little bit, is uh, Are You Ready? Are You Ready? ready. Because who knows? What was it? Last week, we don't know. You, last week, I think you asked me if I were to go today. What would my, are you? Where do you think you go now? It's are you ready? As if are you ready for him to come and take you? Type of stuff. Or? Well, if if I end up, uh, you know, in a car accident, I'm not waiting around for the great uh, taking up whatever they call that. I don't know. I don't get into a lot of heavy religious terms. What do they call it when they've taken up in a tribulation? I don't know. Trial and tribulation. But seriously, though, it's something were to happen. Well, yeah, I think I'm ready because uh, I went to church last night. What? Really? Mm. Ah, so Jesus dying on the cross, plus you went to church. Oh, and you put some money in the little bag if you're Catholic. Well, my question to everybody today is, are you spiritually ready for the tough times, for the times to come? Hopefully the better times to come, but are we spiritually ready to move forward with life? I just, I think that is that fantastic question. Yeah. Because right now, I think, the, <laughs> I think the world is, and the government too, is messing with our spirituality as much as it is our life. And I think, I think you're right. Oh, and speaking of that, uh, getting back to life, I believe, well, I'm not sure if we're going to go out for lunch today or not, but uh, we're talking about doing the, uh, oh, my daughter and her husband are treating us to some type of a restaurant meal, but I think we're going to help them save money and just, I'll barbecue at home. There you go. Hey, fire up the I'm going to barbecue my hamster. With the Trump flag overlooking the house as you do it. Oh, and today's the last day for uh, flags at half mast in Iowa. Wow, I wonder what the, I don't think it is here, but that's uh, it is kind of interesting to see everybody do that, and it's kind of sad at the same time. Well, now this particular one, I think in Iowa, has to do with you know what I don't know for sure what it was. It was different in New York. 
Didn't New York have? <laughs> uh, New York. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any edict about that. I just have seen them at half mass everywhere you'd look. So I'm not sure. Anyway. Hey, have a great show. Thank you. Wait a minute. They're going to reopen the New York Stock Exchange today. That's kind of an interesting thing. Phase reopening planned for it. Southern New York City regions. Look, Mike, we, we got hope, right? We're going to get through this. So that's what we got to keep telling people. Absolutely. Well, and again, what a neat coincidence that it's radio hope, and I love radio, and you do, and, and it's, it's just, it's the perfect, it's the perfect calling. I guess that's the best way to put it. And by the way, you can call Mike. I don't ever talk about that, but you can call Mike during his show. Why don't you throw that number up during the show right now? Well, that would be uh, area code 712 560 1420. That's 712 560 1420. All right, Mike. Mike Myers, Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Eastern. We'll let you get to prep work and we'll talk. We'll hear you at 9. All righty. Thanks, Love man. You, Have a great day. You too. Love you, brother, and be well. Yep, bye. Now, before I get to my next guest, William Bruner, you'll find out more about him. He's with Long Island Movies and Entertainment. I do want to say that yesterday would have been the 53rd sports night uh, at the Henry Biscardi School. And for those who are meshed with the school and work at the school and have been part of this thing at the school... You do know that we've had a live auction for every year that this has occurred. One year, Jack Nicholas actually did an incredible thing. He split a golf outing with two people for $250,000 a piece. That was incredible to witness. Well, in this financially hard time, we understand, we get it, that not everybody's going to be able to contribute. But I just want to let you know, if you are curious, if you're very curious um, about ways to uh, help Viscardi during this time, and actually in honor of sports night, you can. For the last month or so, they've been doing a live auction, and... um, have been hoping, have been putting out items to bid on as if we were there. And so you can go to the online auction at biddingforgood.com. And the auction ends tonight at 8 p.m. So if you are able to and want to check out what's going on there, I highly implore you to do so. And if you want to make a donation, go to support. Go to Henry Biscardi Center and uh, click donate. It's going to a great cause. Going to kids with disabilities who are able to get an amazing education and an amazing environment for them. So I highly implore you to check out the Viscardi Center and uh, that website, by the way. is viscardicenter.org viscardi v-i-s-c-a-r-d-i center.org 
I was there through from kindergarten through 12th grade. And they're a great place. And I highly, highly recommend you check them out. And if you can, do spend a minute and um, and donate if you're able to. ViscardiCenter.org And with that, I'll be right back um, with, yes, a drive-in movie creator, William Bruner. Find out how he's doing it in Astoria and most likely elsewhere. Why are we uh, playing the Prince of Bel-Air this morning? Well, simply put, the Bel-Air Diner is doing something really remarkable for Astoria, and the man spearheading it, William Bruner, at Long Island Entertainment and Movies, is here with me to talk about it. I'm so excited, William. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I really appreciate it. So the Bel-Air Diner, they're doing these drive-in movies, and of course, there have been hiccups with that, and they're finally reopening it this week. But, yeah. but you guys have been doing this for a while now. Tell us the history of this. Yeah, so basically, uh, my partner Nick and I, um, we own two companies on Long Island. We own Preferred Events and Enjoyable Entertainment. We've been doing movie screens for a long time, whether it's corporate or birthday parties, video game challenges, you know, all these different things. So eventually, us, us sitting around just trying to figure out what we wanted to do, we said, what if we raise it up and bring back drive-in movies? During this, did you find any trouble? Like, obviously, you guys had to be shut down, though, for a bit, right? Well, you know, it didn't, it kind of worked out perfectly because we really did, weren't ready to go full throttle until the last about week and a half. And that was kind of, we did a test run, we did a dry run. And basically, I mean, as soon as we were ready, we approached all the people we wanted to approach. Everyone was kind of on the fence with it. And then boom, Andrew Cuomo comes out. So that was basically like the bottom of the ninth. And we've got everything going for us. And that was the run that we needed because you got all these people that are willing to do it, want to do it. Because listen, at the end of the day, it's a trifecta, okay? You're going to get people out of their homes safely. You're going to get exposure for small businesses, and you're going to bring back my employees. Those are the three things I care about. Put money aside for a minute. You know, we'll be right. fine. But I want – it's more about the long term than the short term. So for Nick and I, being able to do this and now do it fully legally as far as, you know, don't have to worry about anything, the NYPD has been super excellent helping us out. That's awesome. Sure people are staying safe, so nothing but – race for the NYPD and it's, it's just been a so far it's been excellent you know there is a thing called human economy right and I think you guys are trying yeah. to preserve that the best you can with this I, I couldn't agree with you more so William they're reopened now you've been doing this what inspired you guys to do this I mean drive-ins still are still existing but not really in New York right yeah so actually I had to do a crazy amount of research on this just you know kind of wrap my head around it and at one point you know in the, in the early 60s, there was like almost 5,000 drive-ins. Now there's under 350 in the country. Closest one to, to me is in Warwick, New York, which is about almost two hours away. So you're right. It's definitely not been a thing that's kind of been around. But again, it's kind of, you know, when you're an event company or just, just anyone in general, you have X amount of things in your warehouse. What can we use to make, to make it work? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we kept thinking about it, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, drive a movie, you can stay in your car. Uh, William, you know, the, the promoter aspect of this, you guys were social media about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. 
were you nervous that, hey, they might shut this down if we promote it too much? I mean, what was that like promoting during the pandemic? So, you know, we, we actually, we originally started where I made, a, I made a cool flyer and we put it on Facebook and it got really good organic, you know, organically it was getting shared, it was getting comments. So then I said, you know, let's push it a little further and I boosted it, you know, not, not a crazy amount of money, but enough. And we got the calls and we got a call from the Bel Air Diner and they said, listen, I want to try it, you know, and they were kind of like, no questions asked. Let's just, let's just try this thing and see if it works. Uh-huh. And I mean, to the point where it just exploded. I mean, just their Instagram, the at, at Bel Air Diner on Instagram, they went from 3000 followers about two and a half weeks ago mm. to 13,000 now. Wow. You're talking congrats about a diner. On, a congrats. diner. Yeah, congrats they're, on they're that. awesome. The food is excellent. I mean, and they've been so awesome to work with. And they've kind of been like the keystone that we needed to kind of just propel this forward. And I mean, since then, I mean, we are talking to all different small businesses, committees, chamber of commerces, town organizations. So it's it's just it's it's in it's in full throttle. Now, those who may not have caught the NBC piece, first of all, you're wearing a mask, so you're being a good citizen and yeah. sort of yeah. setting an example of that. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. And, and that's important, right? To show that example. You have to excuse it because it, it might have fallen a little bit during the interview, but it was trying to stay up. I guess the mustache wanted to get out or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is important. Listen, it, it's just, you got to do the right thing right now. You got to do the right thing. And um, we'll be back. I'm not, see, the thing is, is I'm not even worried about my business. To be honest, I'm really not because my business depends on other businesses. So, you know, the guy who has the, the barbershop or, or the jewelry store, Eventually, his daughter, or he's going to have a sweet 16, his son's going to have a communion. They need to have money in their pockets. So I'm not worried about my phase. I'm worried about their phase. Well, because my I mean, phase will come later. It's all about the long term. And, and, you know, you just mentioned a few minutes ago about how, you know, what, what you did was you, you thought this was a great idea because you're not with other people. You're with the people in the same car. I mean, isn't that a right. boost to this? It absolutely. It absolutely is. And I think also, you know, people, you know, mental health is so important. And unfortunately, the people, you know, we're all stuck in our houses together. Right. Even getting out a little bit, even if it's still together, it's a nice bonding experience. You know, how many, I would say most people that are going to this, I would say, let's throw a crazy number of like 65 to 70% had never been to a drive through weekend. Wow. Because wow. why would they? They mostly are closed down. If you live on Long Island, you probably have never been to a drive-in movie. Right. So it, it, it's bringing back, and, and, and the cool thing was, you know, when 2020 hit, you know, the big thing was let's bring back the Gatsby era, you know? And so it's kind of funny how, you know, even with all this chaos going on, we kind of just skipped the twenties mm-hmm. and went to the fifties. So now we're in like this really cool era and we're bringing it back. Diners are doing driving, you know, driving eating now. And so, you know, you have to look at it where there's a lot of terrible things going on, but you have to look to that, that little shed of light and, yeah. and what we could do to make it as you know bearable as possible. William, you know, you mentioned also in the piece that you're going to do five or more, six of these. How's that connecting been going? Well, it's been, it's been absolutely crazy. I mean, as far as, you know, getting the equipment necessary to do these, you know, training new staff, which, I mean, that's my favorite part right there, is just being able to say, hey, I want you to come back to work, or hey, you have a job now, because so many people are out of work, and not everyone is unfortunately, you know, getting unemployment. Not everyone's able to. Not everyone had the criteria they needed to meet beforehand. So in order to, again, my biggest thing with being an entrepreneur, it's great to make money and all, but it's even more important to employ people. I think it's the most empowering thing mm-hmm. in the world that you could do. 
why is it then do people just not care that the unemployment numbers are going up? I mean, this is an issue and nobody seems to think it's a big deal um, on the left side of things at times. Well, I think that, you know, I try to put myself, myself, everybody's perspective. And I think that, you know, if you aren't hurting that bad right now, it's very hard to see that people are hurting. Mm. And, you know, and unfortunately, you know, small business owners, we kind of get painted kind of like as if we were the, were the Waltons of the world, as right. if like I own Walmart, like I don't own Walmart. I don't even have a piece of Walmart, you know? So it, it, it's kind of a, it's an interesting perspective because I know a lot of people who think that because you own a small business, you just have a giant wad of cash. I know so many business owners right now that are hurting really bad. And there's so many people that aren't business owners that are hurting. There's just, we need to find a way to help everyone. And it's, it's not an easy process. It's not at all, but we need, we need to work on it. William, I know that, uh, you know, I know that the SBA loans were happening. Did you have to get that? Not to divert from the job, but did you? I had, so I did not actually apply for either the PPP or the SBA. Um, I believe very strongly in, you know, saving, you know, having a rainy day fund and, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate for, you know, small government. Mm -hmm. And so if I can keep the government out of my business, that's what I want. I don't know what, you know, maybe right now, you know, and listen, there's a plenty of businesses that needed that to stay afloat restaurants, stuff like that. In my situation, I did not need to take it. So for me, I'd rather the, the government not come back later on and tell me what I cannot can and cannot do with my money and who I can and cannot employ for how many hours. I didn't want to have to deal with that. So that was something that I did not take a part of. All right. Well, now that we're in the government stage of the conversation, because I'm kind of curious, sure. there is still, I believe, a ban on 10 people or more or something like that. So how did you guys manage to get around that and do this successfully? Well, you know, it's kind of, you know, to be honest with you, it's kind of that, you know, do it now, you know, apologize later type of thing. And I mean, you know, the, the police were there the whole time with us during the first couple showings and they're still there now. Um, and they've been nothing but excellent with us. I mean, we had no, everyone was very respectful that was there abiding by the rules because listen, I think we're all in the same boat here. There's literally mm-hmm. nothing else to do. You right. can't go golfing. You can't go bowling. You can't go. There's no date nights. There's no family nights out. There's no bingo. There's nothing going on. So let's not ruin the one thing that's going for us because all you need is one to go poorly and it will spread like the same way it spread like wildfire starting. It could come mm-hmm. all crashing down. But obviously in their cars, you guys are telling them, hey, stay six, six or more feet apart. Well, not in your cars because, I mean, if they're coming with the same people. Oh, that's true. That they're living with, then, you know, that, and that's kind of where we don't run into the issue. Okay. Well, it's yeah. true because the cars are, are the best defense. I've even seen people not wear masks now when they drive around. So that's kind of freeing to see. Yeah. So it, 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 it's like I said, every day we're learning new things. We're, we're finding out new things and it's just a whole new source of information every 24 hours. Well, with the drive-ins everywhere now pretty much going to be reopened, does that mean Governor Cuomo's lifted sort of this ban on the gatherings or does he see it from this perspective you're seeing it? I think that there's going to be multiple. I think, you know, they have laid out a phase program where they'd like to see certain things happen. Um, you know, regarding that we are primarily a, a major, you know, gathering company where, you know, we do get easily 200 to 300 people together very often. Um, you know, we're probably not, you know, and I'm not any expert or anything, but from what I can tell and from what I see and what I read, I don't really see us going back to 
that type of thing until maybe Labor Day, maybe a little okay. bit after, where we're going to start getting back to maybe some normal style weddings and whatnot. Because you're also going to get to the point where people aren't going to care. They're going to say, I pushed back my wedding enough. Or, you know, so you're, you're, you're now again, you're dealing with a, a physical enemy, but you're also dealing with a mental enemy. Yeah. And sometimes the same people that care can be their own worst enemy without meaning to because we're only human beings. Hey, William, you know, you, so much. You, our, our generation is kind of being tapped as, oh, why do you think you're so invincible? You go out and do this. I mean, you're 26 and yeah. you're in this company. How'd you get there uh, at, at just a young age of 26? You know, I've been working really, really hard since, you know, forever. I've been a small business owner my entire life from the lemonade stands and the car washes to selling candy door to door. Um, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I somehow found, fell into the event industry through rest, being a restauranteer and working in the restaurant industry. You know, we're friends with Ashi and he's a small business guy uh -huh. too. So thanks Ashi, for making this connection. Um, yes, yes, thank you so much, Ashi. Yeah, really. How did, how did that connect? I'm kind of curious now. Him and I, we actually met through networking. So we're, we're both, we were both in a couple of networking organizations, IBO. And um, yeah, we just, we hit it off. We have very similar human personalities. And uh, he's been a great friend, an amazing networking asset. And um, yeah, very thankful for him. Hey, you know, William, I, I've got to ask you this. People may still be pessimistic. I don't want to go out in these, in these things. I don't want to keep going out or even businesses. Sure do we take the risk with the drive-in movie? What do you have to ease their fears? What do you have to say to ease their fears? I don't, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do or not to do, but we are here. We are selling out so quickly. I it's bet. not even fun. I mean, when we had, we did the Bel Air Diner just last night, we had two, two showings of 45 cars each. It sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. So, and then, was I mean, Dirty Dancing or which one was this now? That was Dirty Dancing. We showed it twice. Oh, so it was a double feature. So we had two set, two different sets of people, and it, it sold out, like I said, in 20 minutes. So if you don't feel comfortable coming out yet, I understand that. If you have a, um, you know, pre-existing condition, you know, you might want to stay home. If you're, you know, a little bit on the elderly side, you might want to stay home. We don't want to hurt anybody. We're trying to bring, because there is a massive majority of people that aren't sick. Right. Massive majority. And there needs to be something towards the mental health. And I'm not saying that drive-ins are the end-all, give-all, but it's something. It's a speck on, on the proximity of how long we're going to be here. Maybe this could help a little bit. Who are the guys putting on the screenings for you, like the videographers? Have you partnered with uh, – how has that been going? So, I mean, we just have a great staff of, you know, AV guys in-house. You know, right. and it's great because we can train new guys that learn. And then, you know, they might even – we've had guys pick up passions from it. Like, wow, the one guy that used to work for me, he really, he, he saw what we did and he loved it and everything. He ended up going to school for it. So, you know, it, it, it's a cool, it's, it's really cool. And we have a great staff and uh, everyone just is not only abiding by the rules, but helping people. And, and it's just all, it's all just done so great. All right. Well, you know what I think is going to come up next, right? So I'm sure you're expanding beyond just driving movies. Are you going to be the one de Blasio taps to do drive-in fireworks for 4th of July? <laughs> now, listen, if, if he'll tap me, I will do that. That would be awesome, man. I, I always found the pyrotechnics and how they create those displays to be one of the most amazing things in the world. And he wants to have a 4th of July, so we'll see how that goes. We're going to see how it goes, man. I'm interested. Man. Everything today, like I said, every day is a new day, and we're just going to have to play it by ear. But in all, in, in all seriousness as well, 
what other projects have you got in the works while you're doing this? We're just, you know, we're really, we're really focusing right now on what we can do that doesn't go against what we're supposed to do. So, okay. you know, we're trying to work on, you know, graduate drive through graduations, driving graduations, um, at home graduations where we might come and set up something at your house. Wow. You know, so there's just, you know, it's just, you need, you just need to sit back and say, okay, I, I only have X amount to work with. What can I do with it? And, you know, not will every, you know, I figure if you throw enough, enough darts at the board, you'll eventually hit a couple of bullseyes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we do that, awesome. That's all, that's all we want to do is we just want to be on to the best we can and just keep doing what we do. And, you know, the last thing I ever want to do is shut my doors. So I'm just going to push and do everything I can possible to keep those doors open. William, you know, you just mentioned drive-by graduations. We're already seeing the drive-by birthdays. I don't know if you've been oh. tapped to do any of those yet. But. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've been, call- we've been called for the, the, the senior parade, whatnot. So, yeah, we can, we've definitely done that where we can bring a small DJ setup. We bring our own generator. So we don't need to touch anything. We don't need to talk to anybody. We can come, we can go, and we don't, you know, and it's all set. So, yeah, that's definitely something we can do. William, you're one of the creatives now in, in this whole atmosphere, and there are so many of you. Are you surprised, or, or, or do you feel like this was the moment truly where creativity from uh, small businesses can come through? Well, I think it's a couple things. I think it's a cre- it's, it's definitely create creativity, you know, but it's also I had the equipment. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big major play is that I didn't have to make – listen, everyone's hurting right now. All of a sudden, the entire event industry said, hey, no more money for you. So the last thing most people can do is go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on projectors and screens and, and everything you need to make it work. So it didn't really take money for me to make it work. It took ingenuity and right. labor, which we had both. So, you know, there wasn't really – so I think that there, that's where I had the leg up is I had a lot bigger screens than other people that I know. Now, I mean, it's definitely catching on around the country. Because there's only a couple of suppliers of the type of screens that we use, and we're getting emails saying, "Hey guys, we're selling out." You know, wow. it, it is it is getting crazy. All right, so you're in Farmingdale, right? So that's where you're based out of. But yeah. are you taking this interstate? Have you gone interstate with this yet? Well, we actually, I just got off the right off right before I got on here with you. We got a call from Jersey and Philadelphia, so wow. we're gonna see. You know, if the numbers work, if we can, you know, schedule dates. The problem we're going to run into now is just, you know, we just, we're going to fill up and we're just going to have to, whoever comes first is going to be the person, you know, that's going to, that's going to get that spot. I haven't had so, any of my guests during this yet, uh, during this whole thing yet, but what were you doing before this whole pandemic started? Well, you know, so we had, like I said, I've been running the entertainment company. We opened in 2014. So I've been my own boss for a very long time. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were just full throttle. I mean, you know, we do well over, you know, probably about 300 events a year, if not more. Um, you know, with all the different services that we do offer. So, again, we've kind of gotten close to almost no services now to try to – I'm really seeing it as a majority of my business. You are encouraging people not to be afraid, and I'm sure people are resonating with that message. And you're seeing people that really aren't afraid of this thing, right? Yes, absolutely. We're seeing a lot of people that are uh, – Listen, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can't say this virus isn't real. I know people personally that have perished from it. Um, but, you know, there's always a call, there's always two sides. You right. know, you're going to, you know, you keep everything locked down too, too long, 
the other side is going to get, you know, is going to be devastated. You know, you're seeing it's going to be ugly. Yep. You're, you know, you're you're seeing suicides are up. You're seeing that, you know, child abuse is up. You're seeing that, you know, domestic violence is up. Drug abuse. I mean, all these things are going up. And, and sometimes you, I just try to look at both and say, where do I lie? And, you know, and go from there. And you're doing a service. I mean, you're helping people not worry, which I really admire. Too. We're trying to just bring a little bit of ease in people's lives because I know everyone's a lot of, everyone's stressed. They're over this and they just want to get back to their lives. Now you're in Suffolk, but uh, Nassau County, Laura Curran, the executive there has been very eager to get at least drive-throughs open. Have you worked with Nassau on this? Maybe not the so government. We're looking at some places in Nassau. I actually live in Suffolk, so I kind of have a you know best of both worlds type of thing. But um, yeah, so right now we are we're working with both counties and we're and we're trying to get it done with both chambers of commerce in both Nassau and Suffolk counties. Please keep us updated with that when that starts Absolutely. to come to fruition. Uh, the governor of New Jersey today says beaches are open. Do you think this governor follows suit eventually? Well, as a boater myself, I sure hope so. <laughs> Well, right, and boating is still going on, I think, in New York. Boating is still going on. You can go to the marina, you can take your boat out. So, yeah. And they're giving food I'm there. Sure the beaches are open. I mean, again, it's going to be a day-by-day thing. We're just going to see what happens. And I, I have been thinking that the media narrative, everything was closed, hurt businesses early on, right? I mean, you I mean, know. Absolutely. Listen, you're going to see the people, you know, they eat up news. I mean, 24 hours, listen, 24 hours news was not made. For the best of intentions, it's you know it's time. Mm. So it's not always the best news that you're going to hear, and unfortunately, a lot of doom and gloom is posted. And don't get me wrong, there has been a lot of doom and gloom, um, you know, because it's true. Um, uh, another thing here, you're in Farmingdale. Have you ever worked with the Long Island Ducks? Because I'm a big fan of them, and I get out there sometimes. I've been to many games. We haven't worked with them yet, but hey, man, I mean, if you know somebody, I'd love to talk to them. What would uh? Like what would you like DJing? I guess at a baseball game or something to that effect. Yeah, or, or even do a drive it. Drive. Uh, you could even put people in the seats, and you could once we're all back to normal, and you could do a drive. You could do a, a movie night there. Well, unfortunately, a lot of these games now are not built to watch from your car. But if that was an option, I think people would jump at that the minute. Well, you could use the parking lot. Why not use the parking lot? They're pretty big parking lots over there in the yeah. Islet. So, absolutely, man. Well, this has been uh, very intriguing. And to the other drive open, uh, drive-ins opening tomorrow, what's your encouragement? What's your advice? And are you in touch with a, a lot of them? Well, you know, the thing is, is there's actually, you know, in New York, there's not really many at all. You know, we have the Warwick, um, which is a family-owned company for many, many years. Um, and they've been fighting to, to open, actually. They've been fighting really hard. I've been following it pretty closely. And um, so, yeah, they're going to be opening, which I think is fantastic. I know there's an, at least one more drive in uh, another part of upstate New York. So I say kudos to you guys. Like, let's get more people out of the house as safe as we can. And let, let, let their employees go back to work. Let the money start flowing. And, you know, let's let whatever part of the economy as we can get back, get back to business. William, where can people get in touch with you if they're very inspired to do drive in something now? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go, go find us at limovienights.com. On Instagram, LI Movie Nights. On Facebook, LI Movie Nights. Call us 631-432-2708. And I got to ask, you're a sports fan, right? So how's yeah. that? Are, are you doing anything to help people not lose, you know, help people not having sports right now? Man, I miss sports, but I, I'm just glad UFC's back. You know, UFC, we watched it the other night. It was a little weird with no audience, but uh, it's something. 
and they had uh, tennis a couple a week ago. So uh, things are getting back here little by little. Listen, slowly but surely, we will be back. Uh, it just it just shows you that maybe two or three months is a little longer than we thought. Yeah, and that's an amazing thing. We're only in two months into this, right? It feels like a decade already. Just, yeah, it just feels like it's been forever, though. And at least you're out of the house. You're getting out doing things, so that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stay busy and staying safe at the same time. And one more thing, because we're on Zoom. Have uh-huh. you done something related to Zoom? Like, hey, we may not be, you may not be able to go, but we're Zooming this or we're Zooming that. Yeah, so we, we've, we've talked to clients through Zoom. You know, we've definitely talked to wedding clients for next year. Um, through Zoom. We've also done some charity work where, you know, they wanted to do like an anti-bullying setup where we're, we're, we're setting that up where people are able to join and donate while I have one of my DJs are on. So we're definitely trying to figure out the best ways, you know, to get people together without having to actually physically be there. Do you think the work from home is going to be too detrimental if that lingers on? I think that there, well, it's already true that there are going to be certain large businesses that are going to cut a massive amount of their real estate because they say, why should I have someone go into the office if they right. can do this job from home and I don't have to pay for all this real estate? So you're going to see some people that are going to be told that they have to stay home. And I think that it's easier to work from home when you're told when you still can go outside. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you, if you work nine to five, but you have your own office at home, but then you can go to the mall after. Right. You know, I think it's a little happier than you have to work from home in your basement and then you have to go upstairs and not leave the house and not see anyone. Hey, I went for a roll today. I actually went down Casino Boulevard. It felt so refreshing to just get out for a minute. Exactly. You know, and I sat outside for a while before answering my emails just in the sunlight. You know, sunlight's good. Go outside in the backyard. Just, you know, do the right thing. And go to one of William Bruner's productions of this drive-in movie. Please do. Yeah, we'll be posting on our website. We'll, it will soon be up where you'll actually see all of our all of our showings for each, each night. And I got a weird question. Uh it's free, but do you recommend if someone wants to take an Uber there that they can, that they should? Uh, well, uh, I mean, the thing is, is unfortunately, if you're there without a car, you're going to probably be asked to leave. Okay. As far as now goes, only because, again, we're trying to make sure, you know, we, we do the positive thing for everyone. So if okay. people are listening, it's a free country. If you want to walk on by down the street, I ain't stopping you. Good for you. But you can't just be sitting in the parking lot, standing in the parking lot you're defeating the purpose of what we're trying to do and have you found that to be an issue yet or no not at all no people have been people have been pretty good people have walked by people have taken videos and stuff like that but no one's really you know started to you know stay and and one last thing as we get out of this slowly your encouragement for fellow small business owners that don't know how to go from here well i would say if we've learned one thing from this we need to save money throughout the year we need to put money away there needs to be a rainy day call it a pandemic pandemic fund whatever you want to call it but you know we need to put money away um because you never know what's going to happen you know there could be a covid 20 we don't know we don't know we don't know what's going to happen um but but as soon as you can open i mean i think people are going to be a little more gracious to small businesses and i'm hoping that that's the case i want you to shop local i want you to support the, the you know I want you to help support the family that's buying, you know, shoes for their kid. Not, you know, right. not these large companies, not these chains. If you have to spend an extra $2 on something, but you're doing it in your own hometown, it goes a much longer way. And I hope this really ends the whole, let's only honor small businesses on Small Business Saturday, right? I feel like it's now to do it every day. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. 
All right, William, thanks for joining. And do you have a Twitter? I do not have a Twitter. That's probably the only thing I don't have. I still have a MySpace somewhere, okay. somewhere on, on, on the internet, but I do not have a Twitter. So we'll tag you on Facebook and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited to hear how this goes. So keep us posted on the other events coming up. Absolutely will. Thank I'm you so Alex. much. I'm Alex. Here. Do get out this weekend. Not, don't forget, you don't have to stay in the whole time. So get out, go to a drive a movie, and have fun. Uh, William, thanks again. Thank you. Well, before I wrap up today, and William Broner, thanks so much for joining us today. Before I wrap up, uh, I've just been looking at the news, and here in New York, you know, there there is, as the Daily News calls it, malice at the palace, as Dr. Oxiris Barbo, the health department commissioner, you know, she comes on our TVs every day and says, hey, I'm Oxiris Barbo, this, that, and the other. She apparently talked to Terrence Monahan, the NYPD chief of department, telling him, I don't give two rats behinds, I'm paraphrasing, about your cops. I don't give two rats behinds about your cops. Now, Mary de Blasio, someone who loves the cops, right? I mean, every minute he can, you know, defend them, he does, right? Yeah, okay. Well, here, here, now because, again, he needs the police to help him enforce the stuff. Here's what he said yesterday. And I, I... I do think it's great he's holding the doctor to task. But when he says, you know, it would be inappropriate for anyone, particularly in leadership role, to suggest any lack of interest in protecting the men and women of the NYPD. Well, Mr. Mayor, I'm sorry, but you have single-handedly lost the respect of almost all cops in the city. Every which way you've turned. So it really feels like the pot calling kettle black, doesn't it? But there's a bigger thing that i like to let you guys know of today, here in the New York area. Scott Stringer, the city comptroller, who is always a bit wishy-washy, right? So sometimes he wants to support de Blasio, sometimes he wants to investigate. Well, now... Now, he's going to investigate, yes, launching a probe into Mayor de Blasio's coronavirus response. I don't know what will come of that, uh, but he said, New Yorkers have suffered unspeakable pain, grief, and heartache, and our most vulnerable residents have been left particularly exposed to the effects of this horrible virus. I've said it before. Um... They were sending COVID-positive nursing home patients back to the nursing homes. Positive. I mean, that's just grotesque and irresponsible. As the city's independent, and of course, the city also didn't tell people where they were burying bodies. That had to be admitted in one of these briefings at Potter's Field. But he continues... As the city's independent fiscal and oversight officer, I am determined to examine what we knew, when we knew it, and what we did about it. My office is examining city government's response because New Yorkers deserve an objective assessment of what we did right and what we can do better moving forward. So, 
We'll see what they say. We'll see what they come up with. We'll see what they say is the reasoning for this disaster. Duplicating, triplicating, you know, whatever you want to say in this city. And so, and by the way, Radio Hope, hey, I know you're preparing for the show. You're still sticking around to listen. That's awesome. Um, 9 a.m. Eastern with Mike Myers, Radio Hope. But no, I'm very, um, I'm very curious to see what Scott Stringer can come up with here as he launches a probe into de Blasio's response. But for now, go in your car, go to the drive-in. Some of them are open. Do your research on that. See which ones are open. And do what Chuck Berry did, which was... Riding along in my automobile. Have a great Friday. My baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My curiosity running wild. Cruising and playing the radio. With no particular place to go. Riding along in my automobile. I was anxious to tell her the way I feel. So I told her softly and sincere. And she leaned and whispered in my ear. Cuddling more and driving slow. With no particular place to go. 